We got started with something last week uh, that I want to continue with a little bit this week. And um, before I even mention what it is, I, uh, I want to address what is going on in our, in our nation and, and affects all of us too. But there's a, uh, a desire to discover who we are, what we're about, based upon the, the talents that we have, the gifts that we have. I know when I was in, in middle school, they, they had one of those, these vocational trailers, you know, that they pull up to the school, and you have to go out there and answer questions, and they're trying to figure out where to place you, what you're good at, you know. And uh, so I was thinking about it this way, that from the, from the moment we're actually conceived, I believe it's from the moment we're conceived, there begins the, the forming of a very unique and precious uh, creation that God is putting specific gifts into that will be developed, that need to be developed, but they're already there. They're not something that you have to come up with. They're already there. They're gifts that you've been given, right? And so... Through the, through the gestation period when you're, before you're actually born, things are already taking place. Your, your brain is already forming. Your body is already beginning to develop uh, what it's going to be physically. But then the moment you're born, there begins this, this amazing development based upon your surroundings, based upon what's input into you, there's a development of those gifts. You know, sometimes I've wondered uh, how many, maybe like LeBron James or, uh, you know, some amazing gifted pianist or a, a guitarist or, or somebody was born with that gift and they just never were in the, in the realm, in an atmosphere that allowed that thing to develop. It's there, but it requires... Nurturing, it requires development, it requires, and so uh, in the world of vocational trailers and, <laughs> and especially in this world that we're in right now, but it's been this way forever, there's this desire to figure out what I am and what my purpose is for and to hold on to that. And to be self-determining. I'm going to self-determine. And so again, a big thing that's going on, but it's not just it's not just out there. It's it's a challenge for all of us. Our gifting and its development are the critical elements that will determine our life and our significance in this life. And if that is true then it's going to be one of the greatest challenges in our life. It's going to be, we're going to be hit on different levels. We're being told now that we can just decide what we are, you know. And we have to be careful that even in the church, there's not this, I'm going to decide what I want to do, and then God help me to do that. Because a lot of times we want to do that. So... Last week we started talking about a call 
that God has on our life. And this is, uh, this is where who we are gets drawn out. It taps into something about who we are and it gets drawn out according to how we were actually designed to be. Not just how we decided we want to be, but how we were designed to be. Okay? And so, last week we were looking at this and we saw how, how um, we, we kind of related it to, to an advertisement or, or uh, um, some kind of thing you got, might get in an email or something that's, that's asking you, showing you how to get involved in something. And it's like the opening entrance into being changed by whatever is being offered, right? And so, um, we saw that, that Jesus came as the Son of God with, with everything that we would ever need, but what he, what he called out in the, in the initial call to all of us is to repent, to let go. And, and, and so repentance, a lot of times we, wanna, we, we see that as just I have to tell everybody what I did wrong and I hopefully I don't forget something because I want to make sure and get it all covered. And, and it's, not, we, we saw it's not so much that as, as it is your glory. <laughs> it's not so much looking at what's wrong as, as going a different direction. Just redirecting to God's plan. So I, I, in relation to this today, what I want to see it as is a letting go of my control over my life, my gifts, and a submission to his. Okay, so I want to go through some of these, these verses. I believe this is going to be good. I, I know it will be. It's, it's changing. It's helping me, changing me. And I'm so thankful that this, this doesn't ever have to stop. It's a, it's a continuation that takes place of, of how we're designed to be and actually getting God involved. So when we accept Christ, when we say, yes, that's me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repent, I'm going to let go of of the world's way of doing things. I'm going to go God's way. Now, it can't be a halfway. It has to be complete. It has to be total. But when you do that, you're entering in to a, a, a new way of life. Amen? So, let's ask the Father to help us here this morning. I, I, I believe this is going to be something that's going to be ongoing for us. Amen? I'm going to call this gifts and callings. I think this is going to be helpful for us to actually see God's involvement in our creation and then in our development. And it happens in Christ. It's so very powerful. So let's look at Matthew 16, 25. We're looking at self-determination versus submitted determination. So you know what determination is? That can be where you're decided you're going to do something really good. But it's also when you're deciding how things are going to go. When you're deciding, self-determination says, I'm resolving to do this, right? Submitted determination says, I'm going to allow somebody else to influence how things are going to be, okay? So Jesus said this. He said, for whoever 
desires to save his life. And what does that mean? That, that you have a hold on what you want to get out of your life and you're going to hang on to it, right? I want to I hang on to this thing. He says, you're actually going to lose it. It's not going to be what it could be. What it was designed to be when you try to hold on to it yourself is never going to be complete. He says, but whoever loses his life for my sake will actually find it. So when you're thinking about life, it's not just sitting there breathing, you know. It's not just wait until your next meal so you can eat some more. <laughs> it's relationships. It's being productive. It's your gifts being fulfilled, developed, completed. It's your life having a purpose that while you're here on this earth, you're actually making a difference. Right? You know, God will let us have as much salvation as we, we desire or we access. But he sees it as something that will touch every part of our being. And he wants us to be complete in him. He says, but if you're hanging on to it, I can't do anything. In fact, you're going to lose it if you're hanging on to it. But if you let go, if you, if you let go of your life, if you lose it, for my sake, you'll find it. And what is that it? There's so much in that two-letter two, uh, word, it. It's everything that God has designed for our life. Amen? So let's go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. So when we, when we just say yes to, to Jesus and we do get baptized and we're going to have a baptismal service next week and if you haven't been baptized, I encourage you to, to, to participate. Um, but when we say yes to him, and his call becomes something that we respond to. It's just the beginning. When someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. Now, gifts that he's already designed with us are already residing in us from, from the po point of creation. But when we become a new creation, now our spirit is made new. And so it provides a new opportunity for those gifts to be affected, not just by self-determination, but by submitted determination. Can you see the difference? He is not the same anymore. New life has begun. So this has to be the understanding of us when we're, and I think it, it has to be a transformation in our thinking that when we become a new creation in Christ, we can't just go by the way the world goes anymore. We can't just... Uh, Go to vocational trailers to find out who we are. We can't. We definitely can't go to the to the media and to the social realm to find out who we are. It says no. You've become a new creation on the inside, and now everything has passed away. All things are become new. How do you find that out? You find it out by letting God take control of your determination. Okay. Let's go to Isaiah 30, 21. 
And so it's, it's not just a one-time thing. It's not just a ticket to heaven. It's a complete transformation of our life. And that will touch, and this is what got me going on this, it will touch what you can do, what you're able to do naturally. But then there's another realm that is spiritual, where God wants to use us to help somebody else by a spiritual gift that he's put inside of us. That comes with that new creation. Amen? So there's natural gifts that came with our physical creation. But when we become a new creation in Christ, there's other gifts that are placed there. And they're for another purpose. Okay. So Romans eleven twenty nine, 29. Uh, when a gift becomes a vocation or a call. So this is, this is really interesting. In Romans eleven twenty nine 29, it says, For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. He will never go back on his promises. So we see an example of this sometimes like in, in, the, in the performance realm. Um, a, a lot of great artists are gifted by God. You know, I, you know Elvis Presley, I think, is one of, a, a great example of this. Uh, uh, Whitney Houston, you know, um, they depicted it, if, if you happen to see the... the the movie about Elvis, about how he actually got inspired in his singing was in a, in a church. And that, that charisma, that, that application, that development of something that was there already, but it found its purpose in God. And even though these people walked away from God, the gift was still there. Because God does, he's not an Indian giver. He, he, he doesn't say you have to remain in relationship. No, he's given these things to us. And he's saying, I now though, now though, it's not just a gift that you need. It's not just the possession of a gift that is required. There is a call that God wants to have upon this. So this is what changes things. His call doesn't change either. It's like his call's gone out to the whole world to be saved. But who ends up being looking like they've been called by God? It's the one that responds to the call. So God today is doing this in each one of our lives. He's saying, I've placed something in you that's very powerful. But now I'm calling you for that gift to not just be yours anymore. For it not to be self-determined anymore. But for it to be submitted to me. For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. He will never go back on his promises. So, I just want to go through a couple more passages here that, that have to do with God's getting involved with, with us post-salvation, post-initial salvation. And a lot of times we want to say, well, we've, we're already done. God's already done. If there's anything that God's going to do, it's always up to him. Well, if anything's going to actually be accomplished, it will be him doing it. But we have to get involved in the submission to it. His part is the call. Our part is the response. There's going to be something that we're going to have to do. I mean, it's very clear in the New Testament. We'll see some of these scriptures. 
But it's not just enough to be gifted by God. It's not just enough to be called by God. We have to live worthy of that calling. There's a part we have to play in that, okay? So, I just want to contrast gifts versus calling here. A gift is unique qualities we are given in our design and creation. Uh, But a call is the invitation to discover the full potential of those gifts in God's presence and under his lordship. There's, There's a reason why we worship God the way we do here in this place. And... You know, we, we want to do it with excellence. We want to, we want to experience the, the, the glory and the, and the anointing of God in that time. But for what purpose? Just so that we can, ha- ha- that was a good old time that we just had? Or is something about me being affected by the master? It needs to be touching my gifting, my ability. God wants to do that in us. It shouldn't be that we feel separated in, in, the, in the desire of, of our life to, to, to be successful at something, that we have to go and do that on our own. God said, no, there's something in you that I'm calling out that you're going to need to respond to. So, oops. Okay. Um, what's, what's showing up up there? Okay. I had two more of these. A gift is something freely received, and a call is the vocation of that gift with a purpose. So when we look at, at a vocation, it, it's like um, you've heard the term that if you find out what you like and you start doing that, you'll never work another day in your life. Have you heard that? What is that? That's your gift becoming a vocation. Vocation doesn't necessarily mean that you're not liking it or it's just what you've given your life to that's bringing, that's producing in your life. So the gift has already been placed there. The vocation is its, or the call is the development until it becomes a vocation. So God is calling us to this and he said, I'm going to need to get involved I want to get involved physically. I need, I, I want you to be healthy. I want you to be strong. I want you to be mentally capable. I want you to enjoy life. I want you to go kayaking. <laughs> I want you to go to Paris. I said that wrong, didn't I? Oh, well. I love it when they talk. <laughs> just, just talk some more. <laughs> but God wants to take every part of our life, and he's calling us. He's saying, come with me, submit it to me, and I will make it become for my glory. Okay? One more. A calling is when you become known by the way your gifts have been applied. So you can apply your gifts in different ways. You can apply them for good. You can apply them for bad. But the calling will take it and make it something for his glory. That's what God wants to do in us. All right?
Praise the Lord. So let's go to uh, 2 Peter 1, 3 here. I want to read through this passage because there's some, there's some uh, it, things to draw out about how that, this is working in our relationship with God. How God, he, he's needing us to respond to his call. For as you know him better. So what happens when we, when we answer that call? To, we repent from living apart from God. And we say, no, I'm going to let God be part of my life. What's happening? We're getting to know him. You can't draw near to God without getting to know him a little bit better. You can't listen to what God says without getting to know him. And it's a good thing. It really is. <laughs> but he doesn't want to just hang out and have tea. He wants the encounter of, of his presence for us to be transformational. And he wants to take those things that he's already planted in there. Have you ever been around somebody that just fake, uh, affects your whole uh, perspective on things? You know, um, we were talking about this in the men's, but like um, in, in college, we used to have master classes where we'd have a, a, a maestro guitar player come in and, and he would do a concert and then he would do like a class for everybody. And, you know, you can sit in your room and you can watch YouTubes and you can do, but there's something about being in the presence of somebody. It changes, it changes your ability to even see yourself doing something. You begin to, to magnify God. You begin to, to uh, allow what he said about you you know, you get, around some, you get around somebody that builds you up. Have you ever gotten around somebody that likes to say something? It's not flattery, but it's like encouraging. And you walk away from that experience and you, and you feel like you can do something. You know? God's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He, he, he's, he's wanting to be involved in our lives so that, that when we're with him, he's changing us. For as you know him better, he will give you, through his great power, everything you need for living a truly good life. Everything. He'll help you in the abilities you need to be successful. He'll give you wisdom beyond what you would naturally have. He'll take you to a place where it's... It, you could never see yourself going. He'll, he'll allow you to believe in, your, in, in an ability that you didn't even know was there. He even shares his own glory and his own goodness with us. We take on his nature. Okay, let's go to the next one. Oh, I've got it. And by the same mighty power, the same, we're not talking about just anybody here. This is the almighty God. He says, I want to, I'm calling you to this. What are we having in our relationship with God? Just a check, check, check box of my obligation for this week or, or I'm becoming spiritual somehow. No, he's wanting to change who we are. Amen. By that same mighty power, he has given us all the other rich and wonderful blessings he promised. For instance, 
the promise to save us from the lust and rottenness all around us and to give us his own character. How many get to feeling yucky by the world? Just the junk going on. It's just yuck. Can I please take a shower? You know what I mean? And it's, you know, I think it's good to be aware of what's going on, but sometimes even becoming aware of it is like, yuck. Because what is it? And you can get caught up in it if, if you're not careful. If that's what you're hanging out with, if, if that's the wisdom you're hearing, that's why you have to be so careful what friends you're with. Because it, it affects, it, it's not just things going out in the world, it's lust, it's rottenness. And he said, I am calling you to a relationship where you can be free from that. Not just wash it off. No, just be free from it. Amen? And if you like being dirty, you know, maybe this isn't for you. I don't know. <laughs> no, it is. It is. You just need to find out how wonderful it can be, right? <laughs> And to give us his own character. But to obtain these gifts, you need more than faith. So I'm thinking, more than faith? Well, what is faith? That's when we just say yes to him. I believe in you. And, every, and people can say, well, that's all you need, just to believe in. No, he's saying here that we got to have more than that. We answer the first call. The email says, if you take this at night, you'll lose 20 pounds in 10 days. So I click on that, and it takes me to where I, I can get five bottles of that, or they want to sell me something else. <laughs> the, the initial call is just to believe in him, just to believe in him. But he said, now, if you're going to want to experience the development of your gifts, there's something you have to get involved with. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just go like that and just be fixed? Like, like just perfect, like right now? I would like to right now just be able to play like that maestro that I went to the master class. You know, just like, would that be nice if you just sit there and say, okay, I got it. Just leave, you know? But no, gifts are meant to be developed. And there's your responsibility in it. And you're going to have to do some scales. And you're going to have to do some exercises. It's like, like Braden, you know, trying to get him to do some math stuff. And he's just, he's just subtracting, you know, like four column things, you know, where they have the, the larger number on the bottom and the smaller number on the top. So you have to borrow. So I was trying to show him a trick, you know, where instead of bringing the number over and just say 10 minus that number plus whatever that is, add it to the top one, you know. So, oh, he started tearing up and everything. Just let me do it. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to show you how to do it better. But you're going to need to go through this. I said, do, do it once. I'll show you how to do it. Then you just do it once right away. No, just let me do it. You're going to have to do it with me once. And then you can do it. It, it would be nice to just sit down and, and know all the math. Just off the bat. 
But no, we're going to have to go through somebody showing us how to do it. Somebody that knows more than we do. God says, I happen to know more than you. I would like, but, 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 you know, I heard Braden in there and he said, oh, I can't do this. And I could have just said, okay, well, wait till your mom gets home. But I went in and had, I sat down with him until, until, there's, until there's communion, until there's togetherness. And God says, this is why the first thing is come to me. Come to me. But when you come to me, you're not just going to get a little bit of salvation. You have the potential to get everything that will touch every part of your life. Yes. And that stuff that you think you need that's just rottenness and lust. We'll take care of that first so that you can receive everything that you're capable of doing. You know how hard it is to, <laughs> to function when you're designed to be a perfectly formed engine and you got muck and guck all over you. <laughs> you got to get cleaned up if you're going to operate correctly. And he says, I'm going to take care of that. But, oh, I'm, I, I got to keep going here. Okay. But to obtain these gifts, you need more than faith. You must also work hard to be good. And even that is not enough. Now, this just makes me think of this. And, and you might be thinking of this. Remember that? That uh, young man came and, and called Jesus good, and he said, I'm not good. There's none good but, but God. He's always deferring that. And, it, and I think this is talking about this. This is talking about taking on the nature of, of goodness. To where we're actually consciously saying, this is who I'm beholding. I'm with a good God. So I don't want to just be unaffected by a good God. I want to start seeing myself the same way. If we're responding to the call of God to get close to him, it will look like something. And you will be called as if that's what you've done. Say, man, that's somebody, that, that, that Pastor Bearman, well, he's a really a good guy. <laughs> well, it's because I've been hanging out with somebody that's good. Yeah. Been showing me how to subtract, right? For then you must learn to know God better and discover what he wants you to do. Huh. Next, learn to put aside your own desires so that you will become patient and godly, gladly letting God have his way with you. What is happening all the time here? It's a relationship of submission unto God. Is it a bad thing? Oh, but I'll lose my ability to not subtract correctly. Oh, I'll... I'll lose my ability to play the way I thought I could play when I was really playing terribly. This is how our whole life is, assuming that we're holding on to something that, that we think is great, and God's saying, let me get involved with it. I'm not saying, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir, and y'all are already great at everything, but, but God wants to get involved and take us to another level. Amen? And it could be, it could be a wonderful experience of his presence. This will make possible the next step. So there's a progression in this. Which is for you to enjoy other people. Well, that's a novelty. <laughs> Does anybody ever need help with this? 
maybe specific people? <laughs> What's happening? This is coming from a, a relationship with God. He's saying, did you know that I like that person that you don't like? So how are we going to fix our unlikeness? <laughs> my liker is broken. How do I fix my liker? <laughs> I get around the one who does. Amen? These are not small things. These are things that God wants to get involved in the transformation of us. Amen? Enjoy other people and to like them. And finally, you will grow to even love them deeply. What is the difference between like and love? Like is when, man, that guy's a really nice guy. I, I really like him. And love is, I'm going to lay my life down for him. Right? And it's, it's a choice that you make ahead of time that I'm going to act this way ahead of time with them because I'm committed to them. That's love, isn't it? The more you go on in this way, the more you will grow strong spiritually and become fruitful and useful to our Lord Jesus Christ. But anyone who fails to go after these additions to faith is blind indeed, or at least very short-sighted, and has forgotten that God delivered him from the old life of sin so that now he can live a strong, good life for the Lord. So let's not just make this spiritual. Let's make this everything about us. God wants the whole. He, he, he desires for us to... How, how, is, how is the God of creation going to be glorified just by... A real catchy tune that you can clap to. He'll be most glorified when we answer his call and he's allowed to take a gift he's already put in there, develop it so that the world can see it. Until God gets involved in the development of our gifts, he doesn't get glory in them. Amen? So, dear brothers, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has what? Called. So the ones that are really among those that he's not just called, but have been developed in the vocation of their gifts, it will be obvious and we have a part to play in that. Amen? It's not works. God loves us anyway. We're not getting any position in him. We're just taking what he's given us and giving it value and doing something with it. So we got Braden a, we got Braden a, a uh, violin. And this is something I've discovered about musical development. You can't really force it. I, I mean, you, you can make, and I, I kind of believe this to some degree. I believe every kid should have to take piano lessons. I think it's just a part of good, exposing them to what potentially might be there. And plus, there's, there's skills you get in, in the process of doing. Okay, so I did that too. <laughs> So, did you hear that? 
I made him, I made him get through a guitar book. He couldn't get his driver's license. So, see, you got to use a little leverage there. I, I, I abused my children. <laughs> well, here, here's, here's my part with that, though. I could, I could, I did make him, okay. But the development that goes beyond what you make them do is up to them. Right? It, it, the, I, and I, I think, I really believe God's that way. He said, you know what, you're going to experience inability. You're going to not be able to do things. You're going to be embarrassed because of, of what you've not done with what I've given you. <laughs> and then you're going to blame me for it. <laughs> or somebody else. <laughs> said, no, no, I, but... But in order for me to have, make any difference in this, you're going to have to give it over to me. You're going to have to let me be involved, not just in it, but like I said, in the cleaning up of everything else so that it can work. So that you really are among those God has called and chosen, and then you will never stumble or fall away. Isn't that interesting? You know, I believe a lot of reason why people stumble and fall away is because they can't, haven't gotten God, they haven't gotten God involved in their gift development, and so they've gone to the world to discover where their vocation is, and they fall away from God. So no longer do they even have faith because they haven't sought after goodness. They got haven't gotten to like people. This is all part, we don't think, you know, sometimes uh, it's, it's like that uh, Miyagi, you know, um, karate kid, you know, say, I, I want to learn how to fight. Well, go wash a car, you know, say. I think God's that way with us sometimes. Say, I, 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 I want to develop in this gift, and he's saying, well, go like people. How does that affect it? Well, just trust me. Because your gifts are designed to only function when you're in the right attitude towards somebody else. <laughs> All right. Is this, is this working? And God will open wide. This is what God will do. So when, when he gets involved in our life, then he will open wide the gates of heaven for you to enter into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This kingdom doesn't have to wait until we go to heaven. We get involved in it now. He wants us to be fulfilled. He's, he's saying, you know what? There's a kingdom right now that's going to reflect me. And it's not going to be half-hearted stuff. It's going to be excellence. Amen? He's calling us to be the best right now. You know, I, there, there's some people in politics right now that I'm saying God has called them. And they've answered that call. Amen? I want to encourage you. We got. You, I, I believe it's tomorrow. You can start uh, voting. I, I know Charlene came by yesterday with uh, um, McDonald, Kate McDonald. Okay, yeah. Um, and they they were um, Angela Williams running for uh, Justice of the Peace, and, and we have. Can we can we get some of those um, things that you gave me? Some of those voter guides. Because we have, we have, there's like four people on the school board for uh, Leander School District. 
Five? Are there, are there Christians running in each one, for each one of those? So we, we can't be standing by on the side. We've got to get involved. And I think, I think part, of, part of God's design is to call people to come up and, and man, I, I love some of these people that are, are speaking out. You can see the joy of the Lord on them. They're not getting caught up in the, in the fight of things. It's not about hate, you know. But God is calling each one of us to not just make it through life. And if we haven't found what we're supposed to do, he will find it in his presence if we're looking for it. But in the meantime, we can do what, what it says here. We can develop in these things. We can not just have a, uh, just leave me alone with my faith. No, no, you'll never experience the gifts. He said in order to know the fullness of those gifts, you have to go on. And it's not just you doing it. This is what I like about that, that passage. It says God's helping you to do it. He's enabling you to do it. So don't just have your little personal relationship with God that doesn't do anything for your life because that's not legitimate. You get involved with the, the creator of the universe, he's going to do something with you when you hang out with him. He's going to change our perspective of things. Amen? All right. Are you still good? I mean, Ephesians 4. In his call, there's much greater purpose as part of his body. So here's what happens. When you let go of, of self-determination, you let go of the limitations of what you can do on your own, and you find the unlimited potential that you find in a body. It's kind of like, um, well, football, I think, would be a great example of this. Uh, you know, you can be the greatest quarterback, uh, but... But nobody's ever going to be affected by you if you just throw bullets in the backyard. I mean, you're going to have to get on a team. Some of the best quarterbacks have never really excelled because they weren't on a team that was, they were all strong. You need a good line. You need receivers. You need somebody else to be a part of it. And God's calling us. He's saying, "I, I want you to excel at your part so that somebody else isn't failing because you're not doing your part, right? And so the, the, the release of a self-determination is the embrace of a bigger determination in God. When you're submitted to his, now you become part of a, of a, of a huge thing that God's doing together. Now he can join you together with somebody else. For a purpose that's so much greater than just what I can do. Amen? Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowance. Washing the car. For each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. What's the word that we get out of that? All. 
right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can't get involved with a God that's going to transform your life and enhance all your gifts without it being a part of something else he's wanting to do in somebody else's life. In fact, you'll get your greatest worth in the more that you help somebody else. That's what we found out in the men's the other day. You know, Jesus was, was, <laughs> had, the, had the mother come to him, wanting her two sons to be at his right hand, you know, when he gets to heaven, you know. And he said, well, the, the, the first in the kingdom is going to be a servant. What was it? First and then, but the second is a slave in the kingdom. Yeah. Because when God's wanting to build something in his kingdom, we find our greatest purpose in service. Amen? So the motivation isn't about me developing to be great so everybody will know me. The motivation is me developing so that I can enable somebody else. And when that becomes your motivation, you're not getting discouraged about stuff. You're not getting hurt by stuff. You're not getting rejected. You're not getting dismayed. Because your motivation isn't about you. So you can't hurt me. I think that's part of where perfect love casts out all fear. You're not going to be affected by those things. Amen? And if we are, if we are being developed by an almighty God, it's for one purpose. That's what I like about this. It's, it's one, one spirit. What is it? One glorious hope. One faith, one Lord, one baptism, one God, and Father of all. So we get involved in that, and we are being united with the body. Amen? Galatians 2.20. I just want to end with this. When his call becomes our life, I've been crucified with Christ, and I myself no longer live. But Christ lives in me. And the real life I now have within this body is a result of my trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So it sounds here like he's, he's dead inside. And yet he's alive. It goes right back to what Jesus said, isn't it? That if you lose your life for my sake, you find it. But for that finding, he said, this is real life. This is life that touches every part of your being. This is what you would desire for your life. Prosperity. Success. <laughs> our, our, uh, Tony Evans, he said, you know, part of the greatness that God wants to take you to is just your kids liking you. And he was talking to men and he said, and, and your wife not leaving you. <laughs> just kind of basic things. But so much more that he wants to take us to in our families where we can be at peace, where we can have relationships that are encouraging and strengthening. That's going to require not just faith, but going on to these other things. Amen? Why don't we stand up? I want to say some declarations here. I believe this is for each one of us. Can you say this is for me today? 
Say, I am gifted. I am called. God has called me to develop fully his gifts that are already in me. He's never given up on me. I purpose to never give up on him. Hallelujah. Say this together. I am fearfully and wonderfully made with God-given gifts that have kingdom purpose. Kingdom purpose. When we think of kingdom, I just want to think about it just a little bit. What is that? That's the realm where the king is. That's the realm where what the king is doing is getting magnified. What the king has put in place is being applied. Right? And he needs us in our gifts for his kingdom to be experienced. Amen? I am fearfully and wonderfully made with God-given gifts that have kingdom purpose. All right. By responding to God's call to draw near, I am able to hear and submit to his direction for, for those gifts. By, draw, by responding to God's call to draw near, I am able to hear and submit to his direction for those gifts. So we talked about this last week that proximity is so necessary for hearing, being influenced by a call. You have to be near enough. And what he's called us to initially is just to be near. But when we get near, it's going to affect us. Amen? Let's say it one more time. By responding to God's call to draw near, I am able to hear and submit to his direction for those gifts. All right. Letting go of my limited self-determination, I submit to unlimited power and God character in his will. We actually get the character of God, the nature of God. That's what he wants to impart to us. Amen? Letting go of my limited self-determination, I submit to unlimited power and God character in his will. From the old self-focus, I am called to a much greater purpose in building up Christ's body. From the old self